0: Welcome to the Austin Art Talk podcast. My name is Scott David Gordon, and I'm a photographer, podcaster, and writer. And I love art and artists, and I love asking questions and having real conversations. I have a curious nature, and I'm really interested in people, who they are deep down and why they do what they do. What do they love, and how did they get where they are, and where are they headed? Austin is a great city, and I'm grateful to be in the midst of so many talented and amazing artists and those that support them. If you don't want to miss an episode, be sure to subscribe where you listen, and visit scottdavidgordon.com to learn more about me, other podcasts I produce, and to read my almost daily journal where I share my photography, thoughts and connections, and books that I'm listening to or reading. And reach out if you have an idea for your own podcast and don't really want to deal with the learning curve and all the equipment. Maybe I can help you make your dream come true. This episode is brought to you by one of East Austin's newest fine art galleries, Ivester Contemporary, now an important part of the Canopy Creative Complex. Ivester is focused on connecting the Austin community with a diverse group of Texas-based artists and connecting those artists with a broader audience beyond the Lone Star State. The gallery has two rotating exhibition spaces and compelling new shows every month. Owner Kevin Ivester believes the arts offer a space and opportunity to form a deeper relationship to ourselves, our local community, and with the world. Come down to the gallery and join the conversation. You can follow the gallery on Instagram at Ivester underscore contemporary, I-V-E-S-T-E-R, and visit IvesterContemporary.com. To make an appointment to see the latest exhibition in person. Now for the interview. As an artist, educator, cultural activist, mentor, and all-around great human being, Sam Coronado created opportunities for and changed the lives of many people before passing unexpectedly in 2013. One of his bigger accomplishments was the Serie Project, a non-profit serigraph printmaking residency that lasted for over 20 years and worked with hundreds of artists from around the U.S. and the world at all stages of their careers. I worked with Sam for many years, have always thought very highly of him, and decided I should do a special episode celebrating and talking about his life and work. I'm grateful to his wife, Jill Ramirez, and to master printers Pepe Coronado and Jonathan Rebelloso for speaking with me about Sam, sharing their stories about him, how he changed their lives, and the legacy he has left behind. Here first is Jill. Thanks, Jill, for being on my podcast.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me. This is exciting. Thank you so much.
0: Well, I'm here because I wanted to do an episode that celebrates the life of Sam Coronado, who was your husband and someone that I met probably almost 20 years ago Mm -hmm. uh, when I was working at ACC or when I was studying at ACC and I I worked here as an intern. It's kind of a weird thing that i was doing i was taking this multimedia authoring class and sam wanted to do this cd-rom portfolio for the (laughs) serie project and so that's how i spent a lot of time here working on that and got to know him and then i moved to new york city for four and a half years and then when i came back in 2010 i reconnected with him Mm -hmm. and ended up being like i guess kind of the official serie photographer (laughs) for four years um until it ended, and uh, after he passed, um, I photographed almost forty artists, and mm-hmm. that was a great experience because essentially I got to—you know—an artist would visit for the serie to do a print uh, for a week, and I would just come here as much as I could and just spend hours getting to know the artists, watching the process of the artists working with the master printer and making prints. And it was just a wonderful experience. I have so many great memories from that. So yeah, so Sam Coronado, he was an artist, obviously, an educator, a cultural activist. And I just thought it would be nice to talk to you about uh, his life. Like, where, where should we start? What would be interesting to talk about?
1: Well, let me just tell you that you're very, it's very typical of how you got to know him because a lot of his students that he had became part of the studio. He always felt like he wanted to mentor people because when he was growing up and trying to do his art, he didn't really have a lot of people that encouraged him. Oh, okay. And so he always wanted to, like, help other people. And so. I would say so many other people ended up working with him in any way, whether, you know, it's photography, helping him with computer stuff, graphic art, yeah. you know, the uh, the printers that you're going to talk to later on today. Uh, he met them, all, at, you know, while he was teaching. Yeah, so that's
0: right. Yeah,
1: that was who Sam was as a person. He always wanted to um, help other people. Yeah. He always felt like, you know, um, we're a community and the more we help each other, a community will get better. And so it's, you know, he was a really wonderful human being.
0: He was. I mean, this is the kind of person for anyone that has never heard of him or doesn't know him. I mean, he received multiple lifetime achievement awards. I mean, mm-hmm. that is not something that everyone does. Uh I mean, he mm-hmm. was such a generous, humble and really talented just giving person
1: yeah i i think he felt like he had a duty to um help other people achieve whatever they wanted to do and so you know he grew up without a lot of instruction and art he was in school you know when he was growing up everybody knew he had a talent for it but he was like myself you know we're we were, you know, poor, and yeah. so he was not avail- able to go to, like, art school or anything like that. So basically, he developed his own style, mm. and what he wanted to paint about was his everyday life, and as a, he considers himself a Chicano artist. Yeah. Uh, and so he always wanted to um help people understand what Chicano, Chicanismo meant. And so a lot of his, the themes that he, that he painted were things from his everyday life and yeah. some social justice, you know, paintings and stuff like that. But I think with Sariot, when he went to L.A. and, you know, went to self-help graphics.
0: Yeah, that was a pivotal That moment.
1: was, yeah, he fell in love with the idea that you could do so many multiples and people could afford them, and a lot of it yeah. was, you know, even though you do a print, a 50 each one is its own right mm-hmm. it's it's so how it'll come out it's not going to be yeah, exactly they the are same.
0: unique even though they might look the same they're, right they're
1: he liked that he also because he had had experience working on social justice posters mm. and that's a way that everyday people can afford to buy something they don't have to yeah. go and spend a lot of money on a you know original piece thousands of dollars our community could not afford to do right. that and so he wanted to make art available for the masses like he just wanted good art yeah on people's walls because yeah. you know when we were growing up we didn't have that in our homes we might have had something from home interiors <laughs> you yeah, know right. yeah. <laughs> something from walmart
0: something very generic yeah
1: and so he wanted people to be able to afford like great great art um you know at their homes and so um, with great
0: messages too yeah oftentimes yeah. Mm-hmm. about the community
1: mm-hmm. and he felt like you know all kinds of artists it's like you know you're maybe up and coming and he wanted to support those artists or people that were well known he still wanted to support them he he'd really liked a lot of the artists that had were well known he really respected them and yeah so i think he you know he just loved art yeah. That was you know, if he I don't I'm I'm sure you when you met when you were talking to him, he would be talking with you, but he would be like drawing, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. He's a he
0: multitasker. Ju- he yeah. just
1: loved, loved art.
0: Yeah. So just to throw out a little bit of history, he was born in Ennis, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um I think he I watched one video he talked about doing like paint by numbers with his one of his cousins yeah. or his brother or something. Mm-hmm um he was in the army from 64 to 67 then he went to school in dallas he ended up doing a lot of technical Mm -hmm. illustration technical work technical drawing type work um he even was a part of maybe early on something called the chicano art students association from so for right from the beginning he was concerned with Activism. He was concerned with the community and he wanted to do something to be a part of something to yeah. to move things forward, to make things better, yeah. it seems like, right?
1: Yeah. When he was at UT, I think at that time, Chicano art was seen as not good art. It's oh. not not high-end art or more like folk art. Yeah. And they were not allowed to have like a show at the university.
0: Oh, wow. And so
1: that's why he joined that Chicano uh, group that he was with. And yeah. so they put... So So they couldn't do shows at UT, so then they started out in the community, finding spaces that would show their artwork. And that's how, you know, him and Silvio Orozco and uh, Pio Pulido. So there were like a group of people of them that were at UT, but they, they, for, at that time, you know, UT, uh, probably had professors that only looked at certain kind of art right. as worthy art. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but you know, he had to make a living. So, and that's why he worked as a technical, uh, graphic artist And yeah. he used to do. I mean, I still have like plans or, you know, he worked for airplanes. Like he, he had to like, he would meet with people that design airplanes. Yeah. And he would like do that design. Wow. So so, mm-hmm.
0: that's really cool. And then the, the people you mentioned that he was in that uh, student association with, I guess probably ended up starting Mexicarte too, right?
1: Yeah, there were, okay, so there were like two places that Sam helped establish. One okay. was Mex- Mexicarte and another was, um, in Houston, there was Arco Edis. He went to Houston for a little while. Yeah. And then there's, there was a place on the other side of Mechicarte. I think it's like now a printing company, but it's like on Third Street. And yeah. he, him and uh, other artists also had that.
0: That was in La Peña, right?
1: No, that was, no, it was not La Peña. I forgot the name of it. Okay. But, but, uh, you know, it, it yeah. was around the same time. Yeah. And there were, um, there was a a, pot, a person that did pottery, Marsha Gomez, who, um, also was part of that. Yeah. And so, and Ray Gaitan, who
0: yeah, was, right. So
1: he was part of that group that established that. And then also Mechicarte.
0: Yeah. 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 It's very ambitious. It just seems like, did it feel like he was, driven in a way to yeah. to do these things like yeah. what, what do you think really drove him to uh, you like, know, pursue these he has so much energy
1: things. i mean it's like sam was teaching okay when i met him he was teaching at acc he was teaching at the diary center and he was teaching at laguna gloria wow <laughs> well because you know as an artist you don't make a lot of money yeah, 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 so yeah. you had to have he had all these jobs just to like make ends meet yeah and then on the side he did all his artwork right right and then when he started serious, like that was adding to it so wow. yeah so no he had a lot of energy he was like i think i think his love for art just gave him that energy and so he was like hyper like you know he was always doing
0: something yeah he was
1: yeah so <laughs> but you know that helped him right but i think you know it was really that he wanted Uh, He loved art. He loved, you know, to be around artists, talk about art. He was the happiest when he was talking about art. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. About
1: any kind of art with anybody about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I get that. That's why I do this podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah.
0: So in the early 90s, he opened Coronado Studio, which was more of a commercial endeavor to do printmaking uh, commercially for people. But then that set up kind of like a the foundation for then the serie to start in nineteen ninety three. Right?
1: Yeah. So what happened was that Semina had gone to LA and he did The Struggle, which is one of the his last piece from there at yeah. uh Self Health. And right after we came back there was this gentleman from the Netherlands that called him and said, Hey, I would like to do some silk screen printing and to do some of your work. And so Sam set up the whole studio. Like, oh, wow. you know, he went, yeah, he had a, one of his students, yeah. Larry Mueller, did the first table and the table was like handmade. So they were up all night doing those little holes yeah, that would right. hold that paper.
0: For the suction, yeah.
1: And mm-hmm. then the, uh, that person was like, well, you know, I'm not going to be able to do it. So Sam was like stuck with all the oh, paper wow. and he was stuck with a table and he's like, you know what? Uh, we're going to do our own. And so he invited the first area. He invited all his friends to be part of it. Yeah. yeah. And so people went, you know, there was a little group. And then after that, he's like, you know, I, I, I would like to continue this, but I have no funding. And so La Peña helped him get some funding and he got a little bit of more money through the city. So that's how it all started. And so that he was, you know, Pepe was, after Larry left, I think Pepe came in to be the one of the master printers, right. but Pepe had already been one of his students. Yeah. And so he really liked Pepe because Pepe has like a wonderful personality, gets along with everybody. Yeah. And as a master printer, you know, as you're guiding an artist, an artist has a vision. And as a master printer, how do you guide that artist in a way that, you know, you have um a good relationship with them? And is like that, and so yeah. Sam was like, "Oh, I have this really good, you know, artist who could be a printer. He listens and and he has so much potential." Yeah. And so the same thing was with Jonathan. You know, Jonathan was a student of his too. Right. And He was real young. He had just started ACC, and he, but Sam saw the talent and the potential, and he wanted to help him out. And so mm. he always recognized someone doing mm. something. And he wanted like, okay, let's, let's do, um, I- I'll help you. We like had
0: mentor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We had a young woman who he met because he used to do all these talks about, you know, like professional careers and he. I remember going to St. Edward's and he met he met with the students that were migrant workers and he met this young girl named Marie who worked with him at Marie, Marie yeah. Garza. Yeah. But that's how he met her. And she's like, Oh, I want to be a graphic artist, but I don't know if I can and he's like, Come work with me. Wow. And, and you know, you can like help me with some uh office work, but at the same time you'll have time to do develop your art. So yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, Marie was awesome. Mm-hmm. And those people that he brought brought in now it's like even I, I think I had read something maybe Sandra Fernandez had written something. She mm-hmm. said that, you know, doing the A Project and working with Sam was like a pivotal moment in mm-hmm. her career. Mm-hmm. And I think probably a lot of artists could say that. Yeah. So the the A Project was a non profit printmaking residency program. Mm-hmm. And it lasted for 20 years, and it was modeled after self-help graphics Mm -hmm. in LA. And essentially, like 10 to 15 artists would come through the studio every year from all over the country and outside Mm -hmm. of the US sometimes. Mm -hmm. And they would work with a master printer to translate their work. Some of them were photographers, some of them were sculptors, some of them were painters. You know, it's a very unique process to try to translate Mm -hmm. whatever type of art you do into uh, a serigraph, right uh, which is a screen printing process. So, you know, I got to witness a lot of that and it was such a cool process.
1: Wasn't it cool? Because a lot of them had never done it. Yeah.
0: right And they're very nervous about it. Yeah. And they too. would be
1: like, I don't know. I never did this before, but, you know, I don't know what's it going to look like. And I think that was him like that a lot. It's like every color you lay, you don't know how it's going to come out. And yeah. then as a painter, you start, I think, like, in, like backwards, right? As a painter, you start like, this one first and then that one and then yeah. that one. Where in still screening you start with that and then you start taking it apart. Yeah. And so for him all the technicalities and he got to meet like really good printers like Brian Johnson. Yeah. He just thought, Oh my God, Brian Johnson, like you know, if they had any technicalities, is that like, called Brian. Yeah. He wouldn't know exactly what to do. <laughs> you yeah. know? So yeah, he liked that. He liked that anything that needed you know that was it was like more a challenge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, what, 250, 300 artists, I think, yeah. did residencies mm-hmm. in the whole 20 year scope yeah. of the A project. And one of the things I, uh, that he said, or I read somewhere, that he was um, introducing a new generation to a graphic tradition of Chicano of the chicano art movement mm-hmm. that was kind of one of the goals of the syria project i think right
1: yeah i think what you know him being a chicano artist trying to figure out where he fit in he could see that a lot of doors closed for them yeah. you know so he wanted to open those doors for other people too and and yeah get that you know out yeah. there it yeah. provide more more support for them so yeah
0: Yeah, I mean, he was just someone that you looked up to who was trying to pull everyone up with him. Yeah,
1: basically what he felt like, you know, you, number one, you can't forget where you came from. (laughs) Yeah. You have to get back to the community they gave you. And we, you know, we're going to be better if we work together and we help each other. And he wasn't ever about competition, any of that stuff. He yeah. kind of like, he didn't like to get into any of that. He was like, you know, there's, we have so much more commonalities and we mm. have more, um, we can achieve more together than like, you know, so he, he was like, he, he didn't want to get into any of the other stuff because he felt like it was too much energy and his energy needed to be like to make things happen where people could get, you know, be happy doing things
0: yeah to grow something yeah to make it better and it's really cool because the serie allowed him to travel all over the world Mm -hmm. i mean uh, you know these prints have been traveled all over the world shown all over the world they've been collected there's some organizations that have collected the entire whole
1: suite suite of the whole Mm -hmm. 20 years Mm -hmm. worth Mm -hmm. i don't know how
0: many prints do you know how many prints total
1: no, I have no, you know, I've gone back, it's hundreds, yeah. um, it's like 350, like, for the whole suite, Yeah. but he sold, like, a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah yeah, that. yeah, yeah.
0: It's so cool, though, right now, also, I saw online that the Smithsonian... Mm -hmm. Right now is doing uh, an exhibition called "Printing the Revolution: Mm -hmm. The The Rise and Impact of Chicano Graphics, 1965 to Now." And one of Sam's prints is in that.
1: There's a couple, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. The big bull is like the big one, but he's got a smaller one too. It's like a guerrillera. Yeah. So yeah, that I think he'd be. Oh my goodness, that would have been. That would be like the happiest thing for him. I mean, he actually anyone that bought his print, anyone. He was so happy, and they'd be like, "Oh, they get my print!" He would just be so excited about it. And so I can only imagine if he, you know if he was here to know that it said the Smithsonian. He'd yeah. be like, "Yeah,
0: that's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. It's really cool that that." this movement, this type of art is getting the notoriety that it deserves, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I know Claudia Zapata Zapata. Mm -hmm. was at Mexicarte Mm -hmm. and now she's there at the Mm -hmm. Smithsonian.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Claudia, you know, was a good um, uh, friend of his and they mentor each other. I remember them talking forever about because he did, like, some talks at Mechicarte, and Claudia would be the one that curated those talks. And so I remember him and Claudia talking about a lot of stuff. And so, yeah, Claudia has been really instrumental in getting a lot of artists into that show. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Um, is there a chance that the Serie is going to start up again?
1: Well, you know, now that, you know... For like all last year, we were closed because of COVID. And so, uh, Pepe moved back to Austin. And, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, him and Jonathan, we can, we'll see. You yeah. know, we, yeah. we, we would like to continue it. I, I just love the fact that Coronado Studio, even the, business part you yeah. know with be- ben jonathan that they are developing that that is coming back because as you see our community is being gentrified greatly
0: yeah and
1: there's not gonna there's not a lot of places where people can uh do art without you know i mean it's, it's just really hard now in austin so expensive for artists yeah. and the creatives to find a place to live and be able to do their the work they want to do and so Coronado studio, we're like, oh, we want to stay, I mean, I want to ma- make sure that it stays, you know, in the community, and that uh, there's a place for kids to come back, because last year, the year before last, I would have a lot of uh, students from Alice and come through and, and do, you know, uh, we just talk about to them about Syria, and they got yeah. exposed to a lot of that, and so I want to continue to do that. I think Sam would really, really like that, too. So, yeah, I'm really happy to be able to you know, at one point, we're probably going to figure out how to get this area started again. may not be the same exactly, yeah, like, yeah. you know, the same. Not right. the biggest, not as
0: big of a scope, maybe. Yeah,
1: but but definitely something.
0: Yeah, so we're in the Montopolis neighborhood. <laughs> yes. We're on Vargas Road, and this is where, you know, I first showed up 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and this and these buildings were kind of empty for a while, mm-hmm. and then now... It was just so cool, uh, a few minutes ago to come into the old studio where the, all the Serie was created over yeah, decades. Uh-huh. All those hundreds of artists, uh, spent so much time in there working and creating their work and to see it all populated with Pepe and Jonathan's yeah. uh, equipment and they're making prints. And it's, I know. it's so wonderful to see that, that energy in there. Yeah. Again. I
1: was really happy that Coronado is going again just to go see and to, you know, um, like, when Sam was still here I would go in there I could smell like you know you walked in and you know they were printing yeah, because. Yeah, yeah. You and so the other day I went in there too and it's like oh my god the smell it's, is back yeah, you yeah, know yeah. the printing is back so it's great and I'm hoping that people you know, are get together with artists that want to go, that want to work with Jonathan and and Pepe, and do whatever they feel like they want to continue. So yeah, we're excited. You know, we're starting small because of COVID. Yeah, but you know, we want to make sh- we we want to be in the community too. So but it's just really hard to maintain these buildings because yeah. it's like. Taxes are incredible. I'm like, so I have like three jobs to be paid for everything. But you know, I want my commitment to the community is to be here as long as yeah. we can be here. Yeah. The
0: motorcycles riding by.
1: <laughs> well, the, we're in the heart of Montopolis. This is like the last barrio.
0: Yeah. You it know, really it really yeah. is
1: where people can. I don't know. I mean. They sold those homes over the back, and it was like five hundred thousand for like really? two little. Yes, like wow. that's like half a million dollars for little. But it's just really the land. I'm, they yeah. tore down the houses and they, they built those tall ones. So
0: yeah, I hadn't been over here in a while.
1: Yeah, it's changing it's a so lot. Interesting. I spent yeah. so much
0: time here before. <laughs> um, I really like. Uh, I copied this off of the uh, Seria website. It just uh, talks about the uh, the mission of this Seria project was to produce, promote, and exhibit the work of Latino artists and others and to make the production and sale of prints affordable for both artists and patrons. Right, absolutely,
1: yeah. Yeah. I think that Mm -hmm. is so cool. That is
0: cool. and I hope that uh, yeah I hope you can start it back up again and I, I also think it's really cool like I don't know that many people whose papers are archived mm-hmm. <laughs> at the Benson Latin American collection that is so cool the cor- the stu- the Serie project and Sam's personal papers are there
1: yeah
0: ha- I mean he's famous really yeah. I mean when I think about it he's like a yeah. he's a he's a icon yeah for
1: sure. and you know when they named the gallery at the Mac yeah I was going to mention him. that too
0: thanks for bringing yeah. that up yeah
1: uh, I think he would be like so happy because you know he was there when you know he was part of the development of the mac and he did uh, posters for the mac he was really close with the staff at the mac and so i think you know when i go through there sometimes i i see his name and i would like he was so happy i'm I'm sure he's really happy yeah
0: that's the mexican-american cultural center it's Mm -hmm. down uh, close to downtown, like mm-hmm. along the river. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of great events there. And and yeah, there's a beautiful gallery on the second floor, the Sam Zaragoza Coronado mm-hmm. Gallery, right? Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, is there anything else that you want to talk about, Sam, or share with anyone that might be listening?
1: I just want to thank you yeah. for conducting this podcast. And, con- you know, I see you like kind of Sam you know, it's because no one was doing the prints when he decided to come back and do what, uh, you know, he still, was doing. Yeah. And so when, you know, like, it's not like you have a lot of support, you have to kind of do your own stuff. And so I see you doing your podcasting in kind of the same manner. Yeah. And so thank you for including us. Thank you for like doing this for us. And, um, you know, I think Sam would be like, really glad that you're doing this. Yeah, and then, yeah He would be like, oh, okay. you know, I remember him having this. Oh, my God. He talks so highly of you. He oh, was. Really? Yeah. And he was always really happy. Like, guess who's doing this with us? He was like, you know, he's doing this with us. And he's doing that. So when. Yeah. And when you came back from New York, he was like, Oh, he's back. And,
0: Oh, that's so cool. I know. He, yeah. When I lived in New York, he actually came up there and we spent a little bit of time together. It yeah. Was
1: really cool. Yeah. So I think he really, really his relationships with people really were very meaningful. Yeah. And so I think he, he probably wishes the best for yeah. our next endeavor with Coronado Studio, yeah, the work yeah. you're doing. And so, yeah, we want, but we want people to know that. We're coming back little by little.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks for your time, Jill. I really appreciate you. And I'm going to go talk to Pepe and Jonathan. Okay, we'll have a good time with them.
1: Thank you so much. Okay, Okay, thank you. Bye.
0: Now, here are master printers Pepe and Jonathan, who both just moved back into the historic Coronado Studio space in the Montopolis neighborhood to continue the tradition of great printmaking that was a hallmark of what Sam started in the early 90s. All right, well, I just got done talking with Jill, and now I'm here with Pepe and Jonathan, who are both master printers that worked with Sam, and I wanted to get maybe another side of his life and kind of talk to both of you about um, maybe how you met. Maybe we could start with you, Pepe. Like, what do you remember about meeting Sam or what? You
2: know? Yeah. So I, I got to Austin in 91. I was actually working at a print shop uh, doing shirts and stuff for a while. And what I was doing personally was I was making jewelry at the time and working on ceramic stuff. And, you know, taking classes here and there. And I took a class at Laguna Gloria uh, doing some casting and stuff for metal. And then I noticed in the flyer that Sam Coronado was teaching a, a design class. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's great. One, you know, that sounds like a good class. And, you know, here is this guy they had my same last name. Right. You know, so, so I signed up for the class and took the class with him. And then after class, we will start talking. And he have just started Serie that right. year. Right. So by then he was 93. Yeah. And, um, there was a guy that worked with him. I don't remember his name and he helped him build some of the equipment and stuff. And he was, uh, yeah, printer. Jill mentioned him like, yeah, Miller or something. Yeah, like yeah. 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 He was a printer, but he was a good woodworking person. And, but he got, he moved to Colorado. So, and then we started talking and I'm like, Oh, and he asked me, what are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, I'm, I manage this print shop. And he's like, what? I just started this screen print project. <laughs> I'm like, wow. And it happened that at the time I was ready to get out of the commercial world. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, wow, that sounds fantastic. And you know, so next day we went to, I went to the shop and we started talking and I'm like, okay, let's do a print to test it out. And then. We made a print and I quit my job next yeah. day, you <laughs> <Nice>. know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it was, uh, middle of spring of 93, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, they were finishing off the first year. Okay. Uh, there were okay. like five artists left or so,
0: which was kind of an experiment, I think.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I finished and then I worked with him for like four years on the, yeah. on the project. And, you know, at the time it was just me and him. There was, you know, Carlos Brando will come and do some shows and stuff. And, but it was a very small project at, yeah. at the beginning. So,
0: I mean, what, when you think about that time, that four year period, what do you think about most like, that you learn from Sam or kind of, I mean, I imagine you got a lot of printmaking experience, especially if you're working with artists, you're doing fine art prints.
2: Yes. Like, no, that was my so-called education or training, you know, because I knew the process technically. Yeah. And I was, I had a, a line of design that I would do on my own and stuff, but I wasn't exposed to the fine art that way. So having him as a, you know, Uh, as an artist and as a teacher, and then working with all these artists, you know. And like I said, at the time, it was just me and him. So so he was very involved. So I learned a lot about, you know, what different artists do and and the whole context of art. And at the same time, the, the most important thing was that, you know, he had that intention that he wanted it. To build something in the community. Yeah. You know, this is 93. East Austin, we were on, on East 6. Okay. Uh, the entrance used to be on 6. Now it's on 5th, right? Yeah. Uh, to that little shop yeah. area, uh, next Where to the. Jacket is. Next, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. we were in there. And, uh, so, you know, East Austin was not segregated. I mean, not gentrified. There was, it was very segregated at that yeah. time. So he wanted it to build something in the community that came from the community. So, mm. and that was the beauty of it. The artists have to go there. Uh, although there were a lot of artists from the neighborhood, a lot of artists will come from, you know, all over the state. At the time it was mainly local and statewide. So it was just that experience of seeing a community being mm. built, you know, and the value that that acquired because at the beginning he used to, you know, he knew a lot of artists, so he will tell them, "Hey, you wanna come and make a print?" And some of the most known ones will say, "Like, eh, I'm not sure." And then after a year or two, they were like, "Hey, remember you asked me to come? Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can I come now?" Or, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he faced a lot of that at the beginning, where people mm. didn't know what he was yeah. skeptical, and you know, because Seria was a is a copy of self help Graphics. right? Uh, adapted, you know. And he sent me to Self-Help Graphics so I can see what he saw. Yeah, right. And right. because they've been doing it at that time for 20 years, they had the established community present and value and equity. Yeah. So he was really... That was, you know, his goal, you know. It mm-hmm. was to have art made in the community, made by us, but be a center of integration. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh that 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 can happen there and people will drive in and you know and check out he was very into showcasing a side of east austin that was not the stereotype of yeah you know the segregated part of town but a valuable part of culture you know Mm
0: -hmm. yeah he was i mean it's hard for me to think of anyone else that i've ever known who had such a probably a huge impact on so many people's lives and who created so much positivity and generated you know businesses and
2: well and and, uh one thing that is not talked a lot about is the the sacrifice Mm. to do that yeah and i'm sure jill you know, firsthand saw that, you know, yeah. at home, at night, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, it was really rough. You know, he just had a small grant that he was uh, able to get through an umbrella with La Peña. But uh it was very small. I, I was making, you know, uh, less than a part-time. Yeah, right. You know, so I was sacrificing, but he was really, you know, putting all his... We were, I mean, but I don't want to take the credit because it was his project, but, but it was that idea of that sacrifice, you know, to, I will get to the studio one day and open the door and it's like, where is Sam? And then I hear, boom, and it was him on the roof, you know, pouring tarp <laughs> and shit. You know, what yeah. I mean, you well, know that yeah, he kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, he
0: had like Jill was saying at one point he had like three jobs or oh, whatever. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He carried
3: a few everything. different bags and oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I helped him put up drywall in his little studio right. too.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, and yeah, he, he did was everything. Very practical yeah. and and and. The thing they have, and Jonathan will expand on that, but that impressed us and impressed me at the time, it was, you know, the, the commitment, the sacrifice which shows the commitment and the humbleness. About yeah, I was going to say right?
0: that humility for sure.
3: The,
2: and, and people, a lot of people navigated towards that, you know. Some artists saw that as, why are you doing that? For, mm. You know, like, you could be just, taking care of yourself, you know, Sam was a known artist, he could have just, you know, had his own career, do his own thing, Mm -hmm. and, but a lot of his time was spent on that, you know, and, uh, you know, we used to clean and watch the screen outside, and behind us, there was a truck, like, huge truck place, and there was all these tires laying around, so they were like, talk about mosquitoes, that was like, hell of mosquitoes because yeah, all those yeah. tires holding that water yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah. and you know he will have to spray me before i will go out and you know it was all those little details yeah. of the of the process that the build on this thing you know yeah. and he the reality too is that you don't know where he's going yeah right so we had a little shelf like that that a friend of mine made for us they had like 10 racks and we saw that that was going to be it.
0: Yeah, you know? right.
2: <laughs> we were going to... know you would need more Yeah, and we have yeah. them in trash bags and put the addition there. And we're like, we're never going to need anything else. You know what I mean? And now you have, you know, this mess. <laughs> yeah, you look back. Yeah, it's yeah. in hindsight. So, yeah.
0: What about you, Jonathan? I'm going to bring you into this conversation. Like, what do you remember about meeting Sam? Were you a student? You started out as a I student? I was,
3: yeah. Yeah, I met him right out of high school. Yeah. I was 17. I met him at ACC. He was my professor there for yeah. design. So yeah, pretty much, pretty much since my teenage years.
0: And he saw something. I think like what Jill was saying, mm-hmm. like he saw potential in people, and then he kind yeah, of he latched onto them. Yeah, for so sure. So he saw something in you that he wanted to develop, help develop, yeah, yeah. and give no, an was, opportunity.
3: That was what. That was what made him him like he was just always so willing to help people give people a, an opportunity and whatever you know whatever if it was art or however else he could help he was always willing to do so yeah and yeah so so yeah i met him right out of high school i was at, at acc and like i didn't know what i wanted to do with myself at the time i just i knew i wanted to do something creative so i took a design class and yeah it just happened to be him and that first semester like uh, I remember him talking about the project, the Saria project, and a little bit about what he did, but I wasn't, like, it didn't catch my attention because mm. for different things yeah. I had going on. But, yes, but we we connected immediately, though, that first semester, and we became good friends. So, after that, I would go in and visit him at, you know, his, his office hours, and we would talk, and he would always check in on me because... You know, he was always like, you know, I don't want you struggling with work. Mm. I mean, with a uh, school, what can I do to help you? Wow. And, uh, yeah, so at the time I was I was trying to get some little job to help out, you know, my families and myself. And I couldn't get anything. I couldn't get any job that would work with my hours for school. Mm-hmm. Because I, uh, at the time DACA wasn't a thing, so I was completely undocumented. I didn't have any. Yeah. Anything to be able to work like a decent job and still be able to go and finish school. And so he was like, that's when he, he said, you know, I have this shop, this screen, screen printing studio. Well, the first thing was like, he asked me, do you know how to screen print? Do you know what it is? <laughs> I was like, no, but I'll learn it. What is it? He was like, all right, come, come. It was like a weekend. It was a Saturday. He was like, come to the studio uh, at Show this time. You around. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, you know, like, I want you to stay in school. I want you to finish up. So if I can help you with a little bit of money, it won't be much, but I can help you if you wow. can help me around the shop, you know, cleaning the squeegees, cleaning stuff and whatever else. I think like,
0: I remember when you started coming around. Yeah, honestly.
3: Yeah, it was. uh What year was that? I think oh. it was the end of 2009, oh, like right okay. at the end, like December. Oh, okay. Like I wasn't right, here yet. Okay. But, but it was I, like. Yeah,
0: I came around 2010, 2011. Okay. That's when I came back. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So that was the first time I came, like. That okay. December 2009. Oh, okay, okay. And then, yeah, I started coming in more often after that. But yeah, so he told me, like, come at this time in the morning. And I was like, ah, why in the morning? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. I like, but okay. And, like, I had Saturday to take, morning. Yeah. 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 Saturday morning. I was like, I- I'll be there. Okay. I had to take two buses. It took me like two hours to get here. Really? Wow. And I only live like, right. less than two miles down the road. or yeah. something crazy like that. Anyways, I showed up and then like as soon as I walked in here, I was like, wow, this, this place mm. is amazing. Like I don't, I don't know what you're doing if, here, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw all the artwork on the walls and, and so yeah, I was, I was like immediately intrigued. And then yeah, so he showed me around and I would help him like, like, you know, just washing s- squeegees and stuff, mowing the lawn. You yeah, know, a little just labor sweeping, just, yeah, just anything, whatever yeah. you had to do. Yeah, and, and he would help me, like, he would give me a little bit of money, and that was, you know, wow. that was, he didn't have to do that. Yeah. and But, but that helped so much. And so, after, after a little while, he saw that I was like interested in this. He, he told me, he was like, if you want, you can, you know, become like an intern, come mm-hmm. in here, and when the, whoever the master printer was at the time, well, while they were printing, you can help them rack the prints, and they can kind yeah. of show you a little bit around. Was right it behind. Brian? All it right. was Brian Rice at the yeah. time, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yes, I'll take it. I'll do it." So, mm. yeah, I started like mowing lawns and then graduated to, <laughs> to cleaning squeegee. <laughs> yeah. And then he saw that I was still that I still stuck around, so. still
2: around. Yeah. So, yeah so. <laughs> wow,
3: wow,
0: he like good. changed your life because I mean, yeah, now yeah. you're a professional screen yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that is your life. Yeah. That that started life. it all started with him. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, That's and so cool. you know, the the important thing about that, we were talking about this the other day, is that how do those things happen, right? Because it's life, right? Yeah. It's not something that happened because like Jonathan walked into like, oh, I have a degree on this and I can do that, yeah. right? Yeah, This is just a developing thing and showing an opportunity and then as that grows becomes a real thing yeah right yeah, 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 jonathan yeah. could have just disappeared uh yeah, yeah. And never come back and right? that's,
3: that's the thing <laughs> like when i when i the first day that i came it was yeah. me and another person that was oh. like another student mm. like my I actually know him he lives here in the neighborhood yeah. still uh and we're, we're friends he's he grew yeah. up with my cousins so that was that was funny too because i already knew him and then like i saw him here without knowing i showed up really? at, that saturday in the morning and he that was here he was... i was like hey what are you doing here <laughs> And then he was the same thing. He had yeah, talked yeah, to yeah, Sam yeah. and he was trying oh, wow. to get in yeah. here, but he already knew because he, he used to do graffiti. So he mm. already knew about what was going on. Okay. And, and art related, right. and art mm. stuff. And but he yeah. was stuck. stuck it out. <laughs> yeah. So we both came in here and like we were just doing grunt work and, and he wasn't like, he just wanted to learn how to screen print, but yeah. it wasn't, you know, he was like, nah, I don't want he to. He wanted to do this a stuff. fast <laughs> track. Yeah. He yeah. wanted to do his own thing. And and so yeah, I stuck around with it. So that is funny,
2: yeah. Because yeah, he gave it's, the it's, opportunity to so right. many it's, people. Like, it's just how does that those yeah. things, you know? So it's like gel he gives together. a little,
0: and then if you give a little, then right. he's exactly. giving a little, and then it just builds. Yeah, exactly. yeah,
2: yeah. And the the reason Sam was a a good mentor was because he was not pre predetermining or designing something for you. Mm. It was he was very approachable not that you like just come and talk to him but yeah. how to mm-hmm. figure things out how to do things yeah you know he wasn't like oh you have to do this and do this or do that you know we will sit around and oh, how do we do this we're running to this problem and how do we get here how do we get there and you know my situation was a little different i can i can just picture his relationship with jonathan as 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 coming up with something. Yeah. Right? Because Jonathan could have been interested in something else. Or no, I just want to make the drawings or, or the separation, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, right? right? Uh but he did the whole round the thing and become an expert printer. Uh so so that flexibility is key because mm-hmm. it's not like the mentor is telling you what to become. Yeah. You know, the relationship yeah.
0: is they're not forming you into what they want. Right. They're just kind of fostering yeah, yeah, what's yeah, yeah. in you.
2: And yep, that was really. his Mm-hmm. One skill he has yeah, as a that, person.
3: That, that's the funny thing. Yeah, like, it was all about his person. Yeah, and like how good of a of a man he was. Like it, it it's uh, it's funny. Like you just like Pepe mm-hmm. explained, it wasn't that like, it wasn't so much that he was trying to like teach you or tell mm-hmm. you how to do certain things, but you just learn so much just by watching him or being around mm-hmm. him. And and especially when when I developed the interest in like taking art serious. Yeah, and and when I started printing for him. Like to learn how to print and he, he had little print jobs ready for me. He was like, okay, let's see if, uh, let's, let's try to do this print this week. And just by watching him make the separations all mm-hmm. hand drawn, all by hand, I just learned so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Learned, learned so much just by watching yeah. and, and the way that he would uh, interact with other people, how much they would respect him. And he was, yeah, always so humble about everything. You just learned so much by being around him
0: and patient.
3: Very patient. Yeah. And there, you patient. know,
2: the, the one thing, like when I talk about some relationship and we usually talk about art and studio and stuff, but, but I was, you know, we have, we share the same last name, obviously, but we're not, we're, you know, I'm from Dominican Republic, a completely different place. Yeah. And so, so we kind of share that. And I have been in the country for only three years when I met him. So I usually tell people that I actually, I learned how to be an immigrant talking to him. Mm. Because his experience, Sam was not an immigrant, right? But he was by culture.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right?
2: So, and he have experienced something in this country through the Chicano movement as a and as a, you know, Mexican-American in Texas that, you know, like, he will tell me, like, you know, no, we were... In, in school, in elementary school, the teachers will beat us up for speaking wow. Spanish. Yeah. And they will chase him and stuff. And, you know, and little things like that, that here is an, a man from this country, right? Yeah, having yeah, this yeah. experience. And then how do he use his, his work and his life as a bicultural person? Yeah. Uh, but never took away from his identity. Right. Uh, and so you learn that. It's mm-hmm. like be, what it, what that taught me was I can, I don't have to assimilate, which means I don't have to give up where I'm from or mm-hmm. where I'm coming from, my culture in this new place. I can integrate them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And how do we did that? I mean, he used to invite me and he didn't have to like they will invite him to like city planning meetings and stuff right like very political stuff and he was like yeah yeah let's go you know so here i was this young immigrant guy you know you know in these meetings with the city board and stuff planning stuff for this and and you know just little things that add up
3: right and
2: uh and his interest in the culture uh so much in his in his Mexican indigenous culture, but as well as the american culture right mm-hmm. and that belief that what uh, that you can add to that right that you don't have to feel like you have to adapt to it you yeah. know <laughs> yeah yeah, so you know th- and that that's life experience right that uh, you have to be very open to you know uh but he wasn't indoctrinating anything. He will just share yeah. things, and it's a dialogue, and you take it, mm-hmm. you take it. It's your responsibility yeah, right, to right. put it into something, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and that, you know, that, you know, we always talk about that, that going back to that humbleness, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he was not a pretentious person, even when he was getting certain recognition, With you know... J- during Jonathan's time, there was more recognition where at my time we were, it was too early. Yeah. The project was mm-hmm. still, you know, uh, I, kind of I unknown. Mean, oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't being collected n- by, no, anyone. it wasn't being collected by, by institutions, you know. Uh, I remember one time there was something with the UT department and they kind of basically shrugged him off. Mm. Kind of like, that's not legit. Wow. I kind of partly because, at that time, screen printing was still not a well-recognized medium yeah, yeah, in the yeah, arts, yeah. right? Like, if you were a nature or a lithographer, you probably would be yeah. more respected,
0: it's so cool now, though, that like right. I was mentioning to Jill, like now his work's in the Smithsonian, I oh, mean, yeah. in this show yeah, that's yeah. happening right now. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. she was saying how yeah. proud he would be to know that. Yeah, definitely, to know definitely. That, and, you know? and,
2: and, yeah, and, you know, we talked – one time I came because I met Jonathan when Sam passed away and, and we became friends right away. And I came back one of those trips and Jonathan, we were – going to eat or something and he kind of drove me around took me to a couple of other shops and and it's like oh there is a shop there and there's a shop there and everybody in that shop have come through SE. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. i mean yeah, so. at
3: one point or another in their careers <laughs> yeah they had they either came and got either stuff printed here or they came and entered here uh, yeah. Or yeah an intern or somehow worked a little bit mm-hmm. around here yeah but a lot of the the screen printing people around town has some sort of connection with sam yeah yeah
0: Yeah. that's absolutely true that's so cool yeah so you jonathan you kind of started i remember that i don't remember exactly the different stages but you were mentioning this earlier how you started doing little prints for him you kind of almost became his personal printer before you became this master printer for the serie the end of the serie right Right. that was kind of the stage right
3: yeah so so when i like I say, when I showed interest in, and in, you know, I stuck around here. He said, "Okay, then you know, shadow the master printer, mm-hmm. which was Brian Rice at the time." And so I, I learned a lot. He, you know, he would t- he would teach me the the basics, the principles of how to print. And then once I kind of got the hang of it, Sam would come in, and then he would step in and he would teach me as well. And he he would say he would come in. He would he would have either an idea or a full out uh, print. Like yeah. all fully separated and everything. And he was like, this is the project for the week. We're gonna, yeah, let's see if you can burn the screen. Let's go burn these screens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would get all experimental too, which was really fun. Yeah. And so I, yeah, essentially I, I went from just learning how to print and the basics to, to just immediately like jumping into printing his work and yeah. learning along the way. Yeah. So for, yeah, for a good a couple of years, I did all of his prints. All, yeah. all of the prints that he that he put out i think from 2010 up into the the very end i did all of his all of yeah. the printing all of all of his work yeah. even the print that's at the Smithsonian right now the big the bull print yeah. that was a variant of the oh, the Quince, okay. yeah, yeah. that was on a like yeah on a bigger sheet and all i got to print that one so oh wow Yeah, so that was really cool yeah. that's up in the show in the Smithsonian right now so that one along with I know there's at least one by Vincent Valdez that I printed that's also in the show. Oh, that's cool. And uh, I can't remember. There's another one, a couple other f- that are in oh, there sure, that yeah. I got to work on.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so there's... So It's really cool the timing of this uh <laughs> interview is that we're in the studio (laughs) and this has been empty for years i mean sam passed in 2013 and then the serie a kind of ended the next year essentially Mm -hmm. and then since then there's been some events here that jill's Mm -hmm. done to kind of keep things going but it was empty for a while like you were saying people Mm -hmm. had broken in here and it was kind of in shambles but I mean, it was just so wonderful to walk in here and yes. see the life and all the equipment. It's so cool that you guys are doing this again here.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was, you know, it was a moving thing, you know, like mm-hmm. we, when we start moving things in here, we, sometimes we look at each other like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you can almost feel him, you know, like yeah. he's, he's watching, you know, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, it's a, it's a great feeling, you know, uh, and, you know, for me, because when I left Austin in 97, you know, we stayed connected. Yeah. You know, he went and I moved to D.C. He went and visited me there and we did a fair at the Corcoran that I was teaching at. And and then, you know, we always and he will call me like, hey, we're somebody's we're thinking to getting this equipment or that thing or somebody's offering this or think? Uh, and vice versa, you know, I will call him up and said, uh, you know, and, and then I came back and did a print when they were in this building. And, and then, uh, New York, when I moved there, he came and visited, uh, and where I met you, uh, and, yeah. and uh, and so then, then we were part of, so then I started my own project, which was kind of an extension. Yeah. It's, Cause you have self-help graphic and then Sedia project is kind of its own variation. And then I did my own variation of that in New York. So we will share information and ideas and experience, you know, like, because they were, uh, by, by then these guys were big, you know, mm-hmm. they have, you know, a, a bigger staff, printer mm-hmm. and administrators and stuff. So, uh, some, by then Sedia was its own non-profit and thing. So. Yeah. It was kind of an institution, and then uh, we joined this uh, group called Consejo Gráfico, uh, so we will meet and things in different cities. So, so you know, our relationship was—it uh, took on a different level. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and actually, that's why one of the projects I did in New York is at the Smithsonian show, also because it's for—it's kind of that how the Chicano movement influence other groups of art. Yeah, and yeah. I did a collective for Dominican artists in New York, so that's in there. Uh, so the value of the experience kept growing, mm-hmm. you know, even after that encounter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Sam is not with us, but, you know, Jonathan, what Jonathan had become, you know, is very intertwined to that same process, right? The mm-hmm. the the way he does his thing, obviously his own way, but, but we have that kind of base, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That heritage of. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's, it's a kind of a family thing. You know, yeah. again, like Jonathan was saying, Sam was a, uh, sometime, uh, somebody asked me to describe it and he was like, you know, he was, to me, he was a friend and a brother and a dad and yeah. a mentor. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So exactly he right. was all those yeah. things because uh there was never, even though there was a generational gap,
0: mm-hmm.
2: he was a friend. But then because of that, he could be a figure, right? What is a father figure? Somebody that you can... You know, look up to and bounce idea and get some real good advice yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah. you know what I mean? So, and, Someone that's so a little joke, yeah. a little joke, uh, because we had the same last name at the beginning, people, you know, a lot of his friends will come by and stuff and, or people, you know, they wanted to see the shop and stuff and is, and some, somebody walk in and said, Oh yeah, this is Pepe Coronado, and oh, that's your little brother, and <laughs> and he will get all excited. No, no, we just we just met. He's from blah blah. But then some people will walk in and say, um, uh, "Is that your son?" And he did like that, right? Because I'm <laughs> making older. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So yeah, but Sam was a funny guy too, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah, he was
0: funny. So, so was funny. And he had, uh, you know, I, I, th- I kind of think of when I think of him, I think about like the way I think about my grandfathers, mm-hmm. they, but they had a lot of integrity. I mean, that is Thoroughly. just like one of my top, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the top quality yeah, that yeah, I love yeah. in people is integrity. Mm-hmm. And he just had a lot of, yeah. he, he was just a s- straight shooter. He was so yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, you know, yeah. he wasn't trying, he never played games. He never, <laughs> I mean, you know, he just was a shoot, yeah, straight yeah, shooter, yeah, yeah. you know?
2: Yes, that that's exactly right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I think you, you feel that and, you know, people, I mean, many artists, 300 artists, whatever, and and you guys, you guys did a lot of other works, posters Mm -hmm. and stuff that you kind of established this culture, you know, but, and, you know, he was the kind of person that can work with anybody. Uh, And because of his realness, like you said, there was no... You know, Sam didn't have barriers, right? Yeah. Like you can be from another country, another race, another gender, whatever. You know, none of that was an issue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and not that I'm trying to put that in any context, but just like that's how easy he was, right? Yeah. Uh, so, and, and you know, when you work with so many artists, some people have better experience than other because it's about the process. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, some things are complicated or yeah, something go right. wrong and, you yeah. know, things like that. And, but, but the, the one thing that was very important the, the, the Sam was very, uh, and I don't know if the word is loyal or protective of us, mm-hmm. right? Of the studio itself, right? Mm-hmm. Like nobody can come here and have a bad experience and then he will Use that to mess up the vibe, yeah, right, you know. Right, what right, I right. mean, he was very confident that you know that seemed <laughs> happen, but you know, we 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 tried to do the best we can, yeah. you know, and yeah. and that's how he was with resources. So you know, even though sometimes, like at the beginning, was very humble, but it was very serious. Mm-hmm. But people didn't see that until later, mm. you know, uh, once the thing got bigger.
0: Well, do you have any? Any final thoughts to share about Sam? Any stories that would be interesting or just kind of how do you, I mean, how often do you think about him? How often do you feel the, you know, the influence of him or something that he told you or just kind of like how you live your life or how you print, you know? Do you think about him?
3: Yeah, of course. I mean, every time I walk in here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Even, even, um, after the, the studio stopped production, after he passed, after, after the, there was nothing, nobody printing in here or any, anything like that. I would come and visit Joe and I would come in here. I would walk into the shop. And as soon as you open the, the door, like it, that smell, yeah, had yeah, a, yeah, it had yeah. a very distinct yeah, yeah, smell. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, you know, all it would all come back.
0: Yeah. All the memories. Yeah. Sure. All the
3: memories. And yeah. So of course, every time that we walk in here, it, it, it's like, you know, he's, 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 around and I would, I would i would like to think that he's proud of of what you know yeah pepe myself and, oh, absolutely. and everyone else yeah absolutely because I I, I I yeah i had it rough for a couple of years for sure i was bouncing around yeah after i left here and it it's crazy that this is where i you know he, he introduced me to the arts basically he he's the one that got me interested in this and, and told me that i could i could you know make a living out of it if i if, if I want it, if I, if this was really like my calling it or yeah, if, right. if I wanted it, yeah. it, it was there, it was there. And so, yeah, like you said earlier, he he literally did change my life.
2: Mm.
3: So even after I left here and, and there was some good years, some rough years, some pretty rough years mm. where, but I never stopped printing because that's, that's mm-hmm. I I really enjoy it. <laughs> I really enjoy making art and. There was times where I was in in my in a little tiny little room, uh, you know, with my bed behind me and my printing table in front of me. Wow! Yeah. And, and, I, and I just I, I never I stuck with it yeah. and and so
0: that's a dedication.
3: Just being back here now yeah. in the shop with Pepe, it, it's like a full yeah. circle kind of moment. Yeah, where, yeah. that's where really cool.
2: Yeah, and it's powerful because you know again the experience you have, like you know, and and it's not like something that he's drilling on you but when you watch what he's doing the obstacles you know the, the uh, every time sam walk into the shop you know he he will say oh man you know this is so tough i don't know if i can do this any longer you know that was kind of like a yeah. recruiting thing right because he was tough his heart when you know uh, you know Money and all that. People saying things just fly off the shelf, right? Yeah, it's a hustle to 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 sell and to to provide service, to you know promote the print yeah. and exhibit and packing and shipping. I remember and, and that. I remember and, the burden. Yeah, him, him carrying that right, burden. Right, but sure. you know what I read from Jonathan and my own experience also. Because this is what we do is that, you know, when we see those obstacles, uh, we don't have a choice. Mm. You know what I mean? So it gives you that kind of backing that, you know, things are, can be bad or, you know, personally or the business or the art itself. But you, this is what you do and you just break through it. Yeah. Right? So and and that means that you are committed to that sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? Because Jonathan can go and get a job printing at a commercial or or a you know a more commercial kind of shop and 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 be able to get pay for it, yeah, right? But. But that's almost, you know, an easy thing, right? Mm-hmm. And for him to carry his own practice is tough because there are months that you <laughs> don't know what yeah. Time. Yeah. you're going to pay the bills, right? Oh, yeah. But we have that experience because we have, we saw that breaking through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we were part of the that
0: dedication. Yeah.
2: So mm-hmm. that gives you a tool. It's like, mm-hmm. if I just keep going, if this is what I want to do and I can keep going, uh, it's gonna come out of the other yeah. side.
3: You know? Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. that was the thing. That was the thing with Sam that this is what he wanted. He wanted the studio. He wanted the, yeah. the project to continue and, and all that effort and sacrifice, you know, yeah. being a full time professor wow. at ACC and then having to show up for the for the non-profit side of things here yeah. and then the studio and then with us yeah. and then his his family life with, with yeah. you know Jill yeah, yeah. and his his daughter and them so it was a lot yeah you know? yeah. but he stuck with it until the very end and and that's kind of like how how I felt too like you know I felt like the easy solution after yeah I was after I was I, I was on my own and things were slow or or hard and it was like i could i could get it yeah like peppa said i can get a job anywhere Mm -hmm. pretty much doing printing design or whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i just i felt like this is what i wanted like i saw sam he this is what he wanted and he he made the sacrifices and put in the work and and yeah and i saw that so i i feel like i owe that to him yeah in a sense and for myself obviously too so i i just stuck with it and i put in the work and a lot of sacrifices, lots of ups and uh, ups and downs, and that's what I'm saying when when I'm in here sometimes, and I and I think about it, and, and it's it, it's it feels yeah. yeah, it's a lot of emotions yeah. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah
2: because you know and my experience he never asked me to do anything beyond what I wanted it to do yeah or what I could do right mm-hmm. because I was broke. Working for Zeddy, you know, yeah. I was sacrificing, but he never, you know, and I will say, oh, yeah, no, we'll, I'll come and help with that or we're going to get ready for an open studio or a little show that sometime we he got the space next door and, you know, clean up and set up and stuff. But that was almost like a something we were doing together, right? Yeah. He never expected you to do more than what you feel you should or, or can, right? Mm-hmm. Like beyond either what it was agreed to you know yeah. you're going to work well you know at the time the the setup was I'll get paid per per print uh based on the budget that you know so we have so many artists we have you know this this is the breakdown you get this much per print so beyond that he was never expecting that i was gonna come and do anything else yeah you know yeah. so uh he was probably doing it <laughs> yeah no and that <laughs> was but that's, that's the teaching right it's like you know no i i, I will walk in and he was cleaning the bathroom you know yeah. what i mean yeah. And, yeah. and and i will clean it too but but he will do it too you yeah. know yeah. And, and and that kind of stuff so you're like oh okay you know yeah. Yeah. uh this is the commitment, and. And to get to whatever you want to get to, there is all these things you need to do, right? It's yeah. not just a, a glory thing, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, so,
0: so maybe, maybe <laughs> just share really quickly here at the end, like what you guys are doing now and how people can utilize your skills or work with you.
3: Yeah. So I don't know if it was, if, if it wasn't very clear or maybe we haven't even touched base on it, but yeah. So now that we're back in the studio, we, we uh Pepe and myself are are doing our own project we're running our own project and joint projects as well here out of the out of the uh the Coronado Studio space yeah so we're yeah we're so happy to be back here we're using the we're using the name to try to revitalize yeah. that keep the legacy going and uh, you know that's that's obviously going to happen just by us doing our own thing but we want we want to generate that interest again in, in Sam and, and, and the legacy. And, uh, just, yeah. So we're, we're both here running our, our own projects through, uh, out, out of the studio here, out of, out of Coronado studio.
0: And holding yeah. this
3: space in this community again,
0: you know, like yeah, bringing yeah. some energy into right. here. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, yeah, when yeah, I yeah, came yeah, back yeah, here, yeah. it was
3: like, I never left. Like, yeah. <laughs> the homie at the store, yeah. like, I saw him, It was like, hey, where you been, man? I was like, I've been a while, okay, but I'm back. And it's cool, because now I'm, like, print, doing some shirts for yeah. him, and I'm going to do a yeah. little mural there across the street. Oh, cool. so That'll yeah. be that'll be really cool. <laughs> so yeah, so we're back here, and I grew up coming here to, in this neighborhood. So it, mm. it's good, just good to be back. Yeah, overall. So yeah, so you you know, Pepe and myself, we're here. We're here yeah. at the at the Coronado Studio uh, building.
2: We're yeah, and it's it's actually is wild because. You know, we've been talking about, actually, the weekend that I came or, or whatever, when Sam passed away, we started talking and and met and stuff. And then I started coming back and, you know, and Jonathan actually went to New York and, and we made a couple of prints in my shop there. Uh But even... Then even the name of my studio, which is Coronado Prince Studio, you know, I when I was gonna set up the name, I called Sam. Yeah. I'm like, hey Sam, I'm I'm thinking about the name of my shop, but you know, I'm gonna add. What if I add Prince? You know, and he's like, oh yeah, that will work. You know, that's differentiating <laughs> enough. You know, <laughs> and and now I'm here. You know, and 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 part of this. So he's getting very confusing but (laughs) but yeah Yeah. (laughs) so you know going back to the question you know like Jonathan said we're we're doing our own projects within this umbrella kind of space right um, to commemorate and to mm -hmm. keep the legacy uh, and, you know, I, I've been doing publishing with, with artists and stuff. So, uh, and, you know, the idea is to have that dialogue that I was telling you about, you know, artists from New York and from Austin kind of integrating and, and sharing, uh, a space to work. So why I publish art, the, the other thing that we both do is that we, we also are our own artists. So we do our own work. Yeah, right. So we're trying to, it's kind of an, uh, we have that same issue both of how to keep the the personal work with yeah. the collaborative work and uh with some commercial work also because obviously oh, sometimes we need gotta to pay the bill. Yeah, yeah. So, right. so we're most artists.
0: Have yeah, that at going. the
2: same time, it's it's an idea that is uh that we have a concept, but is. It is it, evolving, you know, and and we collaborate. And it's really nice because, you know, Jonathan has a, an amazing experience. And so we can share, uh, you know, just expertise.
0: Yeah. Because absolutely. the beauty
2: is that nobody does it one way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to have somebody in the shop that I can turn around and, uh, you know, I'm working on something or he's working on something and we turn around. Hey, what about this? Oh, well, you know. So it's kinda of like yeah. having this little bounce off or, you know, mm-hmm. uh with somebody that knows what you're talking about exactly. Yeah, nice. Uh and then having that background with Seria. So it's kind of beautiful in a sense, uh very poetic in the in that yeah, way. Yeah. So we're we're trying to figure out how how this gonna happen and so that's why we're doing the open studio and you know, I'm trying to see how artists come and and how we'll collaborate with different artists and then how do we show our own work and, and keep that balance.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if there's any artists listening to this in Austin or outside of <laughs> Austin that have always wanted to try yeah. doing uh, a screen print process to maybe translate their work into yeah. uh, something like that, they should try it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, we were talking about... we. Will be actually inviting artists to come and and do workshops and stuff so that you know people learn stuff and it's not only just about what we do but because mm. again every artist has their own uh, they bring their own thing yeah
3: and it's not just screen printing either right so yeah we have we have the full obviously that's the at least on my end that's yeah my, tell me. that's my um, primary mm-hmm. technique but Pepe has two beautiful presses here for relief and and etching. Oh, nice. So, yeah,
2: yeah. So it's something that was yeah, not here. A, so yeah. we have a, a more fuller kind a, of spectrum. It's of full on cool. Yeah, it's a full-on printmaking shop. Yeah. And like you were awesome. saying,
3: it, it's both of our expertises and... and We'll have artists come in and do workshops, yeah. not just in Scream, but. but right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And, yeah. And then the other techniques as well.
0: Do you have yeah. a website address yet for this, uh, kind of where people? Well, we have our, we have our own
2: mm-hmm. websites. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, I don't think we'll have like one unified, at least not yet, but. But if we do I will mm-hmm. post it, we'll bolster in both of our things, yeah. and it's yeah. good because you know he has his whole audience audience, and I know, and I am mine, and mm-hmm. we overlap a lot of things so we can reach out a little yeah, more. so you can reach out
3: to either of us, yeah. and more than likely, we'll end up working together, yeah. on the project yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways. yeah. so <laughs> exactly. yeah that's how it, that's how it's been, yeah that's how it's been working yeah. out and it's, uh, yeah. it's going pretty pretty great, I think oh
0: so. cool, well, thanks for your time and thanks for sharing uh. Your stories and yeah. uh, feelings, no, thank thoughts you. Thank about Thank you Sam. for
3: doing this. This is very valuable. Yeah. So you know? yeah, <laughs> I, I would like to add if, if I can. Yeah, of course. So just kind of bring it back like I, like I explained earlier about that full circle moment. Yeah. It's about that, that Sam, aside from just the art, like the connection that you made with him as a person mm. and then the people that he introduced you yeah. through just himself or by being here in the studio I, I work with a lot of artists that I, are now close friends of mine. Yeah, just by being in here, mm-hmm. he would just widened my my whole world, basically. Yeah. yeah, and and so, yeah. So so, just like him, he, he served up as my, as my friend and my mm-hmm. mentor. And and after he passed, it was it's it's pretty wild because the first time that Pepe and I met was at his <laughs> memorial. Yeah, yeah, right, and. And so, yeah, so, and and I had a trip planned for New York that I was about <laughs> to cancel, like, the day after that. I right. was going to cancel oh, wow. my trip. And then he's here for the memorial. Yeah. We talk. And then and then he's like, like anytime you're in New York, York. Yeah. come through. And I
2: was like, oh, as a haven't...
3: matter of fact. <laughs> and so it was crazy because I was about, the day before I was going to cancel it, I was like, ah, I'll wait. I'll wait until after this because I, I had that in my mind. And yeah, so, so we talk and, <laughs> wow. and, I went up to, to New York to, with, to yeah. his old studio. And we made some prints and like, we just hit it off yeah, immediately. Yeah. And yeah. So we yeah. became Started. good that friends. Was like, and, yeah.
0: 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And so, so that does the thing, and just like, yeah, uh, like him and, and this other person, Andy Mack and, and yeah. Andy McDougal that I met through here through Sam, you know, that that's yeah, yeah. Their, 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 I look up to every year. Yeah, too, yeah I look up yeah. to Andy and to Pepe. Yeah, uh, not, not just as my friends, yeah. but my mentors. And yeah, yeah. and it, it's been it's hmm. it's yeah. I just <laughs> it's just amazing how yeah. live works. So the yeah. other thing too is that Pepe was right there from the start in back right. in '93. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, right. And and so and he was the very one of the very printer. first yeah. master printers, and I was the very last master printer. <laughs> yeah,
2: that is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. And, Sometimes oh, man. It's and so wild. yeah.
3: So now we're yeah. back here together. It's it's pretty wild. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love, yeah, I love yeah. that you guys are here. Yeah. That's
2: so cool. So no, but again, thank you for doing this. This is a very valuable documentation, you know, yeah. uh, of the experience and the impact. And I, I was telling Jill that, uh, and I told you, it, it's just that one is the where the work is and what can happen, but but then then there is the the history, right? Yeah. Like you have a history. So many people have a history with the project. So many artists, you know. Uh, because again sam was very open also on that that you know he will publish a lot of different artists at different levels yeah right. so that opportunities are very valuable for artists that are mm-hmm. coming up they're great for artists that are established because they get more work and and they can you know produce more work uh and that other- brings
0: more attention exactly. to the project yes yeah yeah
2: too. yeah yeah so so it's a lot of Relationships, the, the, like yeah. Jonathan was saying about meeting people and staying connected with certain mm. people or, and, and becoming friends and stuff. That's, that to cultivate, like, you know, I, I always think, like, I'm sorry to expand on this. No, it's like no worries. Yeah.
0: For please. the city
2: of Austin, the city is not a Austin thing anymore. Mm. City is known nationally and internationally. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: Right. And sometimes we don't notice that, but it's hugely valuable Yeah. Right. And, and And sometimes, uh, yeah, yeah. the, Mm. some, and I, I don't know what the angle is, but sometimes the cities themselves don't value their cultural Mm. production. Like what the impact of this studio was, not because we're here, but, but the impact they have had on us, the impact mm-hmm. they have had in artists, the impact they have had in in in, sh- in showing Austin culture to other cities, other states, mm-hmm. other countries. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and,
0: absolutely. Mm-hmm. And
2: you know the, the the role that he had, like that Smithsonian show, is is kind of a describe that right that the now Seria project and sam's work and my work is in that show mm-hmm. is showcase what happened here culturally right like we created this thing we didn't know what we were gonna what was gonna yeah, happen right. you know what i mean yeah. you don't do this like oh I, this is gonna be in a museum or something. Yeah. and <laughs> right. and so those values i mean that's that's equity for austin Right? Yeah.
3: You know what I mean? So, the real Austin. Awesome, yeah. yeah. Not the.
2: Yeah. And the that happened in that and, moment. You know, so, all of that. And it, it's just very cultural uh, valuable, the, yeah. those yeah. experiences. Absolutely. So And that's why I value what you're doing because these are a great document. And uh, yeah. so we can share these experiences. So Yeah. No, it's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. Thank you.
0: Uh, and I actually, I, w- I just had this thought. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, you know, anyone that's gotten this far and listened to this whole interview, I think they should be inspired to think of a way that they could be more like Sam. Yeah. How can you build something yourself to create opportunities yeah. to, help people meet each other and grow their own life and change their life and, like, build this whole community. Like, yes. how can we all do something right. like that?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that is a great motivator, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's a great motivator. And it shows that just any idea can be turned into something. You know, at the beginning, it's just an idea.
0: And even if it looks... Hard or horrible <laughs> in the beginning, like yes. you don't know. You just Yeah, have to keep yeah, going, yeah, right? yes.
2: Yeah, no, that's right. That's right. Uh, and, and you know, his ideas change through time. I, I remember at the beginning, he wanted it to call it art for the people. Hmm. That was his main, you know, he wanted it, you know, the community to, to be more, uh, directly be part of the work. Uh, and and that was, that was, I will say, I will take the liberty to say that that was his struggle throughout his life. Uh, because art, you know, especially, uh, and and you know, communities that have a lot of other social needs, it's hard to consume art right and what i mean by consuming art not just buying it but like seeing it and be yeah. part of that right because there is no spaces and stuff where people can see these things and you know so so he always and you know art will 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 push you towards galleries and museum and all these spaces that are very exclusive yeah right? right right and that's the nature of the practice so so he was always trying to May he always, always he understood that part, but he wanted it more of the other part. He wanted yeah. a project that was accessible to anybody, and the, the you know like
0: democratize. Them yeah, them. completely. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: from you know people that you wouldn't be going to galleries and stuff. He would come to the studio or show the work. So, so that push was always a, a constant. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, which keeps it real, you know, uh, and the commitment to the community, you know, Sam could have, when he had to leave 6th Street, he could have gone west. Yeah. And right. get a more prominent place and have a yeah. more, you know, but he went farther east. He went deeper. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and luckily, you know, that he bought the property because otherwise who knows where he yeah. would have end up. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So he's, he's investing in the community. He wanted the thing to come out of the community, right? And, and that's really important mm-hmm. because people have to come here to work. Yeah. So they have to walk. Uh, Drive by and and, you know, and and hang out and eat around or whatever, you know. So, he that was his way for you to see it,
0: it's the whole experience, yeah, Yeah. exactly.
2: Mm -hmm. That because if you move out west, then you know, it's it's different, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So, anyway, that's kind of a
0: yeah, okay, thing. Anything else, Jonathan?
2: Good, yes, I think I'm good, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks, guys, thank you, really appreciate you. All right. Thank you.
0: Hey, it's Scott. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so appreciative of your time, investment in listening to these conversations that I have with these amazing people. I'm very grateful for you. And if you want to learn more about me and the podcast, just check out scottdavidgordon.com. Take care. Thanks.